Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also really love hearing from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with any of your stories really and, and, you know, how you relate to the episode or even questions that you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After. It's me, Hannah, and today, because of divine intervention and a mutual universal connection between not one, but two amazing people, I'm joined by Rachel Smithbone. Hello! Hello. With your beautiful pink bow. Well, hi, Rachel. So firstly, thank you for joining me today, because we don't know each other. I've just literally gone you look really interesting will you come and talk to me (laughs) (laughs) but we connected because you know Penny Brereton who is like a blogging pal of mine from a long time ago and we've had a similar divorce story so we've reconnected recently and she's hopefully coming on the podcast and I met her for the first time last week in like the 10 years that we've known each other because you were saying you connected with somebody that you'd known for years and years and years and finally met someone so you know her but then you also know sean who was on episode 48 of this very podcast and these two people are very magic and very interesting to me so i was like this rachel's gonna be something i think um and then i went on your instagram page And you have said, what is it that you've got? Okay, so it's at Rachel Smithbone. And you basically have a professional photograph for your business where you're trying to lick your own armpit hair. I do. And I was like, this is my kind of chick. (laughs) Please tell me more about what you do. (laughs) I mean, other than being very into my own armpit hair, it's long it's flowing, oh. it smells incredible. Other than that, you mean? Other than being into that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and sharing that, owning it, is sharing it. That? Is there anything more that could be needed in the world than me digging my own armpit hair? I don't think so. But yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, oh yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pester Penny because I think she'd be an amazing guest on your podcast. She is so awesome I've had the pleasure of knowing her since her mummy blogging days as well yeah yeah, crazy times crazy coincidence right Uh uh-huh crazy coincidences so what do I do I have several hats I live down near where Sean lives on Exmoor on a national on the national park and I live on like an ancestral farm I grew up wild riding ponies going crazy like visioning portals there's really crazy ancestral burial grounds around here so my kind of the story of me as a child was I was like rescue animals and bring them into the house and heal them I was like this little shamanic kid and um 
there it's all really haunted so it's really the energy of our land is really powerful and really deep and that's where i've grown up so i've always grown up with this really intense connection to altered states of consciousness to like the psychedelic and spiritual realm to kind of ghosts and spirit basically source universe all of that stuff like that that's the key all of the parts of what i do that is the single thread that weaves it all together so i am you do you have witchy family like is this something you've inherited or were they like oh rachel's unusual different (laughs) (laughs) we just let her play and mend things a bit different um well it's funny because my family for you no no it's simply put it wasn't modeled for me at all no one was anti no one was surprised everyone was really busy so they kind of just let me get on with it um and my gran was a horse whisperer so in a way that is the same thing but it came out in a really different way so she wasn't talking to and she wasn't like feeling the spirits in the house but she was kind of connecting with horses in this insane way like she yeah she she was incredible horsewoman incredible incredible horsewoman and again grew up on Exmoor very connected to the land and my dad again he's not like witchy or anything but he would always tell stories like he'd wake up in the middle of the night on the farm and he'd have this really weird urge he'd he'd be like the horses are out the sheep are out cows are out and he'd like time after time he'd go out and sure enough they'd be out and he'd kind of like things like weird stuff like that would happen so I would say that he's got very strong intuition Mm -hmm. but it's never been developed and it that was how that manifested for him so in a way I think it does run through the family but I'm the first one to take it on professionally that I know of and I'm the first one to really like double down on it and train it and develop it even more because that's kind of the work that I do and everything that I do like I said that's the thread that runs through so I've been a I'm a yoga teacher I'm a sound therapist um I'm a shamanic business coach and everything has that very powerful spiritual element to it where people are able to access really powerful altered states of consciousness and wisdom and their own gifts by working with me. Mm. So when Mm. you say a shamanic business coach, what does that entail? Licking your own armpit hair when you're doing coaching shoots. That's that's the main crux of it, if I'm honest. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm totally joking. Um, So I ran a program last year called Money Magic, and it was a reimagining and re-understanding for people who maybe have always struggled with poverty always struggled with their relationship with money but we did it through ceremony we did it through spell work we did it through like reprogramming the mind we did it through connecting to the natural world so those are the ways that it's shamanic it's like taking because I genuinely believe that if you're feeling called to run a business it's because the spirit of that business has chosen you as the vessel to birth it and so, and, and even so far as the offers and the things you're putting out through your business, like the work, I ran a program where I help people dive into that. And so it was just, it was brilliant because it's like, 
you are, you've got a collaborator with what you're birthing, you know, yeah. so everything you do has its own energy. And that's why I think the photos, the, the point for you listeners, the point of the armpit licking photo shoot was that like I am genuinely known for really having a, an unhealthily large love affair with my own armpit hair. Like it's a bit of a joke, but I'm also a self-love person. I'm really big on self-love and, and that's part of it. But it's about allowing people to see and feel the real you. So it's not about having to be polished and presented and packaged up in a way that doesn't feel authentic. It's understanding that when you work with authentic, true energy that is inside of you, like maybe you're quite, you're a bit quirky and you just love to watch Twilight, for example. Or, or like I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones and Star Wars. And when you allow yourself to, to speak about these things, to embody these things, to share the truth of who you are, that's when you call in your dream clients. That's when the people that are meant to work with you and not Sarah Jessica Parker down the road. I don't know why I chose her name. But like, <laughs> yeah, she lives on my road. She lives on your road. Did you know she's now a business coach? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah <laughs> truth bomb uh, but yeah so when when you like allow people to really feel the truth of who see i'm doing i told you i'd lean really close when i get excited <laughs> oh. it's fine i love it get closer to me so yeah when you're truly connecting with who you are that's when you can connect with the way you make money because i was actually talking about this with I'm just putting words in your mouth there. You're like, no, that's not what I said. I was like, is that? I was thinking it is, but it's more than that. Yeah. Because I was yeah. thinking about this earlier um, when it comes to friends. So I was talking mm. about ways to make friends when you're in your 40s and you're single and you're, in my case, sober. Um, sober. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm flirting like, with sobriety at the moment. So well, you'll have to tell me about that sometime. Yeah. We're having a little flirtation. So my initial thoughts were, shit, am I in my 40s? Oh my God, I'm sober. Like, ugh, who is going to want to hang out with that? And it's like, <laughs> part of the whole process of like making new friends is you're going to have to show up just as you are. You cannot pretend to be anything else. And a lot of the perceptions are my own perceptions. They're nobody else's. So all I can do is show up. And as a result of doing that, loads of people are reconnecting with me and I'm making friends. Oh my which God, is lovely. that is exactly it. But at some point I also need to make some money. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you're gonna have to help me channel that. Yes, yes, get the, well, it's the, oh, anyway, I'm not gonna, I was about to launch. <laughs> Please can you now give me full <laughs> coaching on the podcast? Like, <laughs> Is the, is the podcast monetized yet? Uh, what ideas have you got going on? What are you thinking? We can talk about that later, but I I think you've just hit the nail on the head. It's like, it's the same in business. When you show up as, you, as yourself, it's like, this is why it's shamanic, right? Because you're sending out an energy that the universe responds to. Mm -hmm. And you're sending out, when you're really being unapologetically yourself, it's a very clear energy. Right. And you want that energy to act like a magnet because a magnet it attracts but it also repels so what you want to do is you want to attract the people that are like fuck yes hannah's podcast she swears like a trucker she's 
sober in her 40s. She tells it like it is. That is my girl. And you want to repel the people that are like, oh, my God. She swears like a trucker. She's sober in her 40s. Like, it's it's a magnetic push-pull, right? You want... You, yeah. you don't want to be calling in the people that ultimately aren't your people. And and the genius thing about that is, like, those people are never going to be as fun for you to work with, and they're, you're never going to be able to help them as much as the people that are like, trucker, hello! <laughs> I love how you've made me into a trucker. <laughs> this is my next job. <laughs> you need, like, you can do a little branding shoot with a little trucker hat on. Trucker hat. I might just record podcasts like driving up and down the M1, (laughs) delivering my goods. (laughs) Business idea. Business idea. Thank you. Hannah puts her trucker hat on, trucker hat on, comes to you, records a podcast. I'm going to make a podcast studio inside a truck. (gasps) Take it on the road. Oh my God. You could go to like all the medicine festivals and all the things going on all the sober medicine festivals i'm sick i've got a vision man i'm activating the shit out of this vision Uh, oh my god i can't wait right before we go there (laughs) when i said to sean you're coming on this i said what do Mm -hmm. i need to know and what should i ask and he was like ask her about her spiritual journey and manifestation and I was like, oh, why? So, why do I need to ask you about that, Rachel? I'm like, which bit is he thinking of specifically? So for context, when I was a little baby yoga teacher, I wasn't actually a baby, just to be clear. <laughs> when I was <laughs> one, I became a yoga teacher, like the baby in Ali McBeal. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> when I was a new yoga teacher, Sean was in my very first cohort of students. So he was he was um, a brand new yogi, never set foot on a yoga mat. And um, so I've known him for a long time. He's also my hairdresser and responsible for all my fabulous hair looks. He's oh, amazing. Good. Did he put that bow in? Worker, I, I wish. I wish I had him on retainer to come and, and put bows in, but not quite. But he put the colour in the hair. Yeah, it's looking good, um, girl. Thanks, man. Thanks, trucker Hannah. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't... So my spiritual journey. So I've I've been like a power manifester for a very long time. And I've manifested everything from... Uh, uh, in 2008, after a really shattering heart, heartbreak, I moved from Exmoor up to London... During the financial crisis with no job, an apartment, and one month's rent. And everyone was like, you're mental. There's a global recession on. You've you've not got a job. You've got one month's rent. And I was like, I'm manifesting a job, me. I'm fine. And sure enough, I ended up working in the chairman's office at Goldman Sachs. And that was like... The power move that set me up to be able to afford to come back home and be a yoga teacher and buy a flat in London and all these crazy things. So that's my manifesting journey. Like, I am big on manifesting. I've just learned about, have you heard of the law of assumption? No. It's slightly different than the law of attraction. And I'm I'm not teaching it or anything because I'm very new to it. But I'm kind of obsessed with it. 
Do you think, think that's what you've accidentally been doing? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. assuming that I'm going to get this incredible job in London when I get there. And it fucking happens. Yeah. It, it was like, of course, there was not a doubt in my mind that I was going to get a job. I was going to have enough money. I was going to be absolutely fine. Recession or no recession, it was just happening for me. And there's just been so many instances of that. Like some of the stuff that we've, I've manifested and now God bless him. I've got my husband on board as well. So Have he's you? like, you just manifest us a, a whatever. Oh, so he doesn't do it himself. <laughs> well, I keep saying to him, someone once told me male manifesting is actually stronger than female manifesting. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I haven't managed to convince my husband to do it, but something to do with that real direct focus of energy that men can muster. Do you think it's the patriarchy? <laughs> this woman is not patriarchal, the one who told me it. And she got her husband, who's like ex-military, she's like totally converted him to the the feminine spiritual path she's like full-on priestess totally transformed this man it, in my mind it's something to do with penises <laughs> i don't know why see i thought it was no to do with entitlement well yeah i mean like of course i'm gonna like get that, the massive car actually makes a very very good point i was imagining it was like the direction of the penis like the pe- like the penis <laughs> going that way <laughs> It's like, it gets erect and it's really like, yep. It's that way. determined. It's a sharp energy. It's kind of like, you know Very what I mean? Very masculine. A masculine energy. And I'm imagining it cutting through all the bullshit of all the doubts and everything. But when you say it's the surety of entitlement, there's also a part of me that's like, that is also true. How can that not be true? Yeah. But then men have to generally have to overcome a lot more resistance to this kind of um, esoteric, mystical, unproven shenanigans that we. Yes, I would agree with that. There's some mental shit they're going to have to overcome to do it. But the long and the short of it is I'm really good at manifesting. My husband hasn't tried, but he is all over it for us. He's really good at going, can you get me this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically so in many ways he's really good at manifesting yes and he has someone else do it for him well the entitlement oh. yeah exactly so when you Just, can you talk me through like if I want to manifest um a new sponsor for the podcast what would you do if it If it was me and I was wanting to manifest a new sponsor for my podcast, yeah, I would, I would just be like starting to think, oh, I can't wait to find out who this new sponsor is going to be. I wonder when they're going to turn up. Who is it? What are they going to like? How are they going to sponsor me? Oh my God, I bet it's going to be better than I can even imagine. And then I journal about it and I'll be like, oh, and they gave me this and they gave me that. Like that's the kind of thing. Uh, And do you write it as if it's happened? Sorry to speak yeah. over you. So you write as yeah. if it's happened. Yeah, as if it was mine already, as if it had already happened. Oh. Um, and I imagine it. I'm not very, I'm not the most visual person, but I know a lot of people that visualize to do that. But I have a sense of it. Like I can feel it. Mm-hmm. That I makes know. sense. So I can feel, I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like to have the new sponsor. Wicked. Yes, I hear you. Do you know, I did this a lot. Like the month before I left my husband, 
I was all over this. I was writing every morning. I was writing a book, a kid's book. Um, so before I sat down to write, I would be like, I'm so happy and grateful for like, blah, de, blah. I was going to interview Lauren Laverne. I don't know why. Or she was going to interview me. But anyway, like it was all going to be magical and amazing. And I did it every day up until the day I left. And I think the reason I had to leave was because all of those dreams could not be possible in that mm -hmm. setup. Do you think and there was a connection then? Oh, 100%. The thing that made me leave happened because I was manifesting. Because oh I needed to leave. Oh. Yeah. And then I beyond that, incredible. beyond that, I continued on and I manifested like selling the house and getting new houses and all that kind of stuff because I was doing mm. that all the time. But you have to make time for it. It is time consuming. Mm. I do it before bed. Do you? It's like a nice thing that I do for myself before bed. And then when I finish journaling, like when I've got, when I'm not too knackered, I'll do, I'll journal. When I'm knackered, I'll just think about it as I'm falling asleep. And I'll just oh. visualize, I'll just be like, oh, can't wait till I'm a multi-millionaire. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Like, I'm going to braid my armpit hair. I'm going to be chastled. <laughs> I'm going to pink, bright pink. Oh. And I'm going to have someone paint my toes every day. And Sean will do my hair every day. Can I come and live with you when that happens? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm going to have a massive farm and a temple. And oh, nice. get people in for like the most banging business retreats ever. Okay, yes. I'm coming immediately. Bring I'm going to be lying in bed tonight. I can't wait to go to Rachel's business retreat. <laughs> I'm going to live with her. Bring my truck. <laughs> I'm going to bring my podcast truck <laughs> and my sponsors, my brand new sponsors. I bet you, I want to know when you manifest those new sponsors. I'm going like, to do it now. Yeah. How long shall I do it for? How long are you come. giving me? <laughs> Until they come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll no, check back in in a month. Come. How's that? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Come on. Well, okay, that's, I'm glad Sean said to ask you that because I love all of that. But there's a new version that you're looking into, which is the Assumption. Law of Assumption. Okay. Which, yeah, by Neville Goddard. And I, I kind of like it because my problem with other people's teaching of manifestation was always the whole toxic positivity element to it. Mm. You've got to say high five, man. And I'm, I'm just not into that. I'm like, no, life is multifaceted complex it's not high vibe all the time and actually if you're telling people they have to stay high vibe all the time you're missing a whole swathe of what it is to be human yes. and i actually just don't think i don't think manifestation works like that i do think it's more of like there is an energy of like i i genuinely believe that your thoughts create your reality which doesn't mean you can't have negative thoughts because if you tr if you just don't have them consciously, they still can be running in your unconscious, in your heart, exactly under the surface. But I also think it's really powerful to think like the default mode network of the brain for for most people runs a natural negative bias. Bias. I think it's for like about seventy percent of people run a severely. No, it's 70% of most people's thoughts are negative. Yeah. And that's a normal human thing. It's like an, an evolutionary adaptive thing because... Protection. Like, 
Yeah, protects you. Exactly. I was going to go off on a whole like tangential. I could tell. I was like, it's fucking protection. Just use the word. (laughs) It's protection. That's exactly what it is. So it's, it's there to protect you. And you can change that. You can rewire that. And the more you're thinking about the things you actually want, the more you are creating the conditions for those to happen in like multiple ways. Not, not just in a kind of, I fucking hate the word woo-woo, but I'm just going to say it because a lot of people understand it. Not just in a woo-woo sense. And your listeners can't see, I'm like pulling a scowl as I say that word and I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers. I just, I hate that word. And I could do a whole podcast on why, but that's for another day. Anyway, it's not just it's not just in the woo-woo sense. It's like in a practical sense. Your brain's always scanning your environment to confirm what it's thinking. So if you're thinking negative things all the time, as per your bias, you're only tuning into the negative in life. If you train your brain to actually think of like to create um positive thoughts like, oh, I can't wait. I'm just thinking of my life right now. I can't wait for my husband and daughter to get home later. We're going to snuggle on the sofa. We're going to put a film on. We're going to be all cuddly. Or like that's the that's looking for the positive. And then when they come home, you know, we sit on the sofa and we do that because I've created those thoughts and that reality versus, oh, I've got so much to do today. I'm not getting anything done. They're going to get home before I want them to. They're going to be tired. They're going to be hungry. They're going to just want to collapse on the sofa and not do anything. There's going to be some shit TV on because my daughter's five. So it's like there's the two aspects to it. You've got the the very real esoteric spiritual quantum physics aspect. And then you've got the practical pragmatic aspect of you create what you're focusing on. You you, um, screen for what you're focusing on. It's almost like training your brain to spot the opportunities yes i'm like i say it in ten thousand words and you're like you just you're like this is why you do the podcast you're like mic drop one sentence bitch (laughs) (laughs) you edit my things (laughs) i was this bitch you can you edit for me i am deeply honored that you said that (laughs) But yeah, so we're looking, yeah, training the brain to look for the opportunities. So as you're going to sleep, going, oh, I can't wait for my sponsor to show up in the morning. Your, um, what's it called? The subconscious part of your mind is like busy working away on that little nugget. And then in the morning you can be like, oh, I wonder if they would be a good fit. Yeah, and just exactly. Like, or you wake up and you're just like, oh, you think of somebody you must have done, I'm sure your listeners will have done this and you'll have done this. Like, you're doing exactly what you just said. Then you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, Terry, Bruce, oh, I'll contact, I'll contact Terry. Don't know where that's come from. And then yes. Terry's like, oh, I've got this connection, blah, blah, blah. And that's how it, that's how it works. Yeah. It was always there, but you weren't looking for it. You weren't tuned into it. And some of it isn't available to us because it is in the subconscious. Like you need to go to sleep with the problem. Hello, brain. Um, I'm looking for a podcast sponsor. Please work on that. Good night. (laughs) And then in the morning, it's like, ding. 
That is actual genius. Like, I'd be so interested if you did an experiment, instead of all the other manifesting stuff, for the next month, you just did that. Okay, what okay. That Challenge so accepted. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like full of ideas now. I need to write up. I know. If only this so were, were recorded so I could listen back. Totally. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel about the idea of happily ever after oh I don't it's so interesting because you you told me you we were going to speak about this and obviously that's the name of your podcast right so I was like how do I feel about it and then I was thinking well what context because obviously in the context like I'm assuming you're you you're kind of having a play on the fairy tales fairy tales where you have like happily ever after as you meet your prince charming and that's it yeah like what yeah. do you I was gonna kind of go along the lines of like what does it mean for you did you like when you were a kid what did you think it would be um what does it look like for you and or are you like I fucking hate the idea of that and it's minging I don't I definitely don't feel like that when I was a kid in terms of romantic relationships my parents have got a really beautiful relationship so I always just assumed I'd get married and have a beautiful relationship. And touch wood so far, after 12 years of marriage, I've got a beautiful relationship and that part of my life's just very steady. Law of ascension. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I just never questioned that that wasn't gonna work out for me. But yeah. my big thing has been about living my gifts and making money. Those are the two things. Cause we didn't, my parents were like, besotted with each other really happy but we were broke we lived on a farm we had no money they worked every hour under the sun so my big thing was always what what do I do I like I I wanted even as a little kid I don't know if other little kids think about this stuff but I was like what am I gonna do with my life mm -hmm. what's my career gonna be what am I gonna do how am I gonna make money so i the first thing I thought when you said about happily ever after was, well, I think for me, happily ever after would be the point where I've got a multi-million pound business with a network of people that I'm helping and that are like changing the world mm -hmm. and doing this powerful spiritual work for their communities and the people they're here to serve. And that's, and, and like, I've got the land and I've got the home and I've got the temple and I'm running those retreats and I'm I'm like known for that work and I've got a full client roster and it's kind of like my legacy of work about how you can do business in a way that is sustaining for self, sustaining for planet, in service to humanity and in service to, to the earth and the divine. Like that would be my happily ever after with all those things. Yes, yeah. I love that. That's what I'm working towards. And that to me feels like next level shamanic. Mm. It's like not just, I mean, not just like we are healing the land, but also m moving that forward to the legacy, like what happens yeah. going forward. And yeah. and I'm massively hopeful. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetimes, but I'm, I just feel such a deep hope and belief in my bones that we're at a turning point in history, but it's, and, and obviously it, I'm not naive or in denial about how 
shit the situation is at the moment in terms of the climate and stuff but I equally hold so much hope because I guess because the circles that I move in I see so many people shifting away from the structures that we've inherited and making profound changes and I myself am part of that and I have the privilege of working with so many incredible business owners who are like doing the work on the ground. And so the reality that I live is such a far cry from what I see in the news and what I see on the TV, because that's just not the reality that I'm lucky enough to live in. And, and, and in equal measures, there's no luck about it. Like I've created this for me and my family, but I just have so much hope, like so much hope that people really are waking up and they're, and being in touch with your spirit, your spiritual gifts, your connection to the divine, to the planet, to each other, and including the manifesting as a tiny part of it. But imagine, like, I know in my bones manifesting is real. We are connected to the quantum field. How we think, our conscious and our unconscious, is connected to the quantum field, and it's creating and at the moment, we're in this kind of like mass delusion where too much of society, too much of humanity is creating from that negative bias. But I'm seeing a shift and there's going to come a tipping point where so much healing has taken place, especially in the developed nations, because indigenous cultures are already doing this shit. But so much healing takes place that we create a tipping point and the, the manifest, the collective manifestation starts to change love it it's so true because there's just so much like i try not really to watch the news which mm. makes me feel guilty because i feel like i should be informed but equally i'm like i can't <laughs> i can't do the things that my soul wants me to do and live in a space where i'm being bombarded with bad news and it's and that like that's the point isn't it because it's not a fair representation mm-hmm I you just want to hang out with your in your circle. <laughs> we are we are we well you do too. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. <laughs> That's is true. Yeah, you're already like like in that circle, you know, with Penny the work she's doing. Yeah. And I I don't think she's got started yet. And the work Sean does with Jambo and with, you know, his community and the work they're gonna go on to do. That's what I mean. It's so I think you're really smart for disentangling yourself from the news because I don't think it's a fair representation and people take it as truth and it's not it's it's biased it has an agenda and it is presenting one version of reality yeah okay cool permission accepted (laughs) so um I my sort of personality type is searcher like what should I be doing now like and I'm changing course all the time and like always trying to work out what I'm meant to be doing and I don't know I guess when I saw your profile I was like thank fuck like there is possibility and there is hope that I can just be myself and it will work out and I think probably because of you know turning up and showing up online and the vibration and all that a lot of people who listen to me relate to that Mm. you know and they are probably searchers too 
Yeah, I'm a searcher, 100%. Are you? Is it okay mm. to be like that? Because I wonder That's if perfect. I'm like, just pick a fucking route and stick to it for a little while. Well, I mean, yeah, if you like. I mean, I'm ADHD. I've got an ADHD brain. So that like being consistent and sticking something is never going to work for me. And that's, again, that's another aspect of how I coach is like the fact that you're multifaceted and there's so many layers to you. That's what makes you brilliant. That's what makes you you. That what, that's what makes you the only possible person that can do what it is you're here to do. So it doesn't matter that I don't know what it is. What? <laughs> you're doing it. What if you're doing it already? Yeah, true, what if, true. Like, you're already doing it. You're already reaching most people. And when it's time, you're going to, you're going to have a, it's like, I always think of it like this. Okay. So for any of you guys who resonate with what Hannah's saying, searches, searches, and you feel like one of the biggest fallacies I believed as an entrepreneur myself was that I need clarity to be successful. I need, and everyone will tell you that, like all those neurotypical fuckers are going to tell you, you need to be clear. You need to have a path. You need to have a 10 year goal. What do you want to be known for in 10 years? I don't even know what I want to wear right now. Do I want the pink bow or the black bow? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I want to be known for in 10 years, but I, here's, here's the mantra that you can borrow. That is to my mind, just genius. I trust the genius of my unconscious mind. Right. Because your unconscious mind is connected to all that is. And you don't, you, it's not up here, but it doesn't need to be. It's your unconscious mind is genius. I trust the genius of my unconscious mind. That's because so it's going to show you where to go next. You don't need to have the big clarity you can follow the next breadcrumb and then it makes sense looking back. Oh, you know, do you know Neil Gaiman? He's the author of um, Coraline. I've not even heard of that. What is okay. that? It's a wonderful book, but it's also a great movie that you can watch maybe in a couple of years time with your little one because it's got creepy button eyes and stuff. Oh, I know. I know the one you mean. Yes. yes. So he says when he's writing a book that it's like you're just walking through fog and it, you've got headlights so it, it's that isn't it it's like stop trying yeah. to work out what the full picture is going to be in 10 years time let's just drive through the fog and see what the next bit is exactly and when yeah oh i love that my whole body gave shivers because like the shivers of truth and w when i stopped feeling like there was something wrong with me because I wasn't able to tap into my five-year plan and have a step-by-step -step process that's going to get me from A to B to C to have my multi-millions, blah, blah, blah. When I stopped making myself wrong for that, when I saw that, that the nudges that I would get in the moment always led me on a path of absolute brilliance, that's when things exploded for me. Mm, the nudges. Yeah, nudges, like the intuitive nudges, the inner nudges. And it's like, trust, trust the pull of your desire. Yes. If something's interesting you, trust that it's calling your soul for a reason. You don't need to know what that reason is. Explore it, play with it, have fun with it. See where it takes you, because it's going to take you somewhere. It's going to give you something that you need on your path. Mm, I love that.
Yeah, that's all the stuff I'd forgotten from manifesting. It's like you spend some time being like, thank you for this amazing things. And then the nudges are the universe being like, go on then. (laughs) So you and me connecting, that was a total nudge. Yeah, totally. Totally. I love it. So so listen to you and some other people permission to not make yourselves wrong for being complex and multifaceted and to trust trust your intuitive nudges as they unfold trust your journey yeah we don't need to know it all and it's I think a big lesson in life is just learning to live in uncertainty yeah (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work out but I do know that this is what I want to do right now yeah Mm. yeah exactly exactly oh that that is beautiful thank you so much for coming on and for meeting with me like totally rando i only asked you yesterday i was like do you want to come on i feel like (laughs) i need to explore your armpit hair some more (laughs) and i wore a jumper imagine i didn't even get to flash you how very disappointing don't worry i'll put the picture for you I'll put the picture on all of the social media content. Love it. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel. You're so welcome. Can I come and stay in your temple at some point? Yes. (laughs) Bring your truck. Yes, I will. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, then. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. It would be amazing if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or by my website, uh, mumsdays.com. And did you know that I've got a newsletter? So it's the best way to stay in touch and to make sure you don't miss any podcasts or any freebies or competitions that we're running. And again, you can sign up to that through the website.